Next on BYU Sports Nation, top 20 for Tyler Haas and climbing. The All-America candidate scores 23 to move up the BYU career points list in a win over North Texas. We'll talk to the man he just passed on that list, Tyler's dad and former Cougar basketballer Marty Haas, why he believes Tyler will only get better. Plus, all access with freshman hoop standout Eric Mika, the real story behind his goggles, and how BYU basketball has a bench full of ballers. Let's go. And now, live. Live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Wednesday, December 4th, bring it on. I'm Spencer Linton. To my right, a man who laughs in the face of 12-degree temperatures, Jerem Jordan. Wherever and however you may be listening, thanks for making BYU Sports Nation part of your day. Tyler Haas solidifying some family bragging rights and in a blowout win over North Texas. I'm, look, I'm just glad the Mean Green made it to Provo. They opted to stay in Salt Lake City and commute between the hotel and the Marriott Center. They got all of a 15-minute shoot-around in the afternoon, had to go back to Salt Lake to get all their gear, then come back to Provo in the blizzard, arrived 51 minutes before tip. Hey, now all you have to do is beat BYU on their home floor. Good luck! They played a good first half. It was a seven-point game. It was the second half where BYU outscored them by 23, but it was a nice performance by the Cougars, which will address a great contribution uh, from the whole team. You can always join our conversation by tweeting at BYU Sports Nation and comment on and like our Facebook page and weigh in on today's poll question on BYUTVSports.com and on Twitter. Who was last night's MVP against North Texas? There were so many good performances. We want you to uh, weigh in on who you think it was and why. Was it Eric Mika, Tyler Haas, Matt Carlino, Kyle Collinsworth, Skyler Halford, even Nate Austin? I was about to say. Graham Pingree. Who was it? Austin has an argument. First career double-double. Yeah, weigh in. On Twitter and on BYUTVSports.com. As always, please tell us where you're tweeting from. We like to know uh, how you're joining us across BYU Sports Nation. For those new to the show, you can listen to us every weekday at noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYURadio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, and Dish Network Channel 980. BYU Sports Nation on demand every day on BYURadio.org, and you can catch the rebroadcast each day, 7 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio. My friends, time to rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic 1. It's a Haas family affair. Tyler Haas passing his dad Marty on the career scoring list. He's into the top 20. It's Haas leading the break. 19 for Haas. And that moves him ahead of his dad by one point into 20th all time. It's scoring at BYU. Dave McCann on the call last night on BYU TV as the Cougars handle North Texas. And Tyler looking more and more like himself. That ab injury kind of slowed him down for a little bit. But last night I felt like Tyler Hawes is really back. He's, he's 100% now. It looks like that, that, uh, that ab injury is not bothering him at all. And you know what? Fitting that he does it against North Texas because the last time the Mean Green played in Provo, guess who started for BYU? Marty! That's right, Marty Hawes. Well, Marty wasn't there last night, though. He wasn't. We'll talk to him later yeah. on in the show and ask him why he wasn't at the game in which his son passed him up. <laughs> What's, up What's up with that? What's up with that? Now, this made me think about some math here, right? So Tyler Hawes is 20th already. He's nine games in. I, he's only played seven, but the, the team's nine games into his junior year. He's got 1,342 or, uh, 1, points right now, 20th in BYU history. BYU has 21 regular season games left, plus the WCC tournament, which is a maximum of three uh, games. Or sorry, max four, minimum three. BYU won't be the five through eight seed, or nine seed, for that matter. So BYU likely will play 35 games this year, right? So let's do some math with where he is and what he would need to pass Jimmer, who had 2,599 points. Okay? Uh, At the end of this year, Tyler Hawes, if he continues... I put he's averaging twenty three point six. I said twenty two points a game. Let's say he lowers a little bit. He averages twenty two points a game, which is a little bit more than last year, but less than what he's doing now. He would have one thousand eight hundred ninety two points if BYU has twenty five games left. Thirty five, fifth in BYU history at the end of this season. At the end of this. At season. the end of this season, Ooh. he would then need to average just just twenty point two 
points per game in a 35-game season to pass his jimmerness. Tyler Hawes has a good shot to be the all-time leading scorer in BYU history. You know what's interesting about that? This team is not as reliant on Tyler Hawes, in my opinion, as the team in 2010-2011 was on Jimmer to score and score big. Right. So that's interesting. But because Tyler started so quickly in his freshman year and had a great sophomore campaign, in fact, he's one of only two BYU players to get over the 1,000-point mark through the sophomore year. The other was Danny Ainge, not Jimmer. So he's got a great start, and... That surprises me. I didn't realize that that Tyler. I, I was thinking Tyler would have to average like close to thirty a game to pass Jimmer. No, he can if he continues to do what he does. He doesn't have to do anything crazy. Just keep it going, which is crazy, I guess. Then he could pass him. Tyler Hawes is one of the best scorers in BYU history, and you're exactly right. He he plays the game differently than Jimmer. Jimmer, Jimmer needs the ball in his hands. Tyler is uh, a guy that gets transition buckets. He gets open threes. He's great in the mid-range. He has a post game as well. He's extremely versatile. And we'll talk to his dad, Marty, about how he gets better. How does he get better as a basketball player? You and I were watching the game last night uh, from right behind the BYU bench. And there was one moment in the game where Tyler, it looked like he forced a shot. And I'm just like, okay. And then it went in. And I'm like, well, that's what that guy brings to the table. He, he can force a shot and still make it look like a good shot because he take, hits, that's what he practices. How many times has that guy been in a local gym shooting shots with his dad, Marty, or his brother, TJ, in his face and making it go down? That, the, that's what he does. The play that stuck out to me was he ran full sprint in transition, caught and stopped at the three-point line, turned his body, squared up, and switched to three. That is so hard to do. And he has an array of types of... Ways to score, and that's that's the way he does it. Jimmer's was his unbelievable shot and his ability to get to the rim. Without question, the fast break three pointer, stop on a dime, get in rhythm, and the way he his jump shot it's it's the lost art of the jump shot. I mean, Tyler mid range jump shots and box outs are gone; they're extinct. He's unique that way. He's old school that way, which I love about his game. Tyler Haas, number 20 on the career scoring list at BYU and only climbing, may become the best ever. Topic two. Double doubles. Swatted away by Austin. Outlet to Bartley. Oh, baby. He is unafraid. Yeah, that is fearless. Guys coming down now. I'm not worried about getting undercut. This is going down left-handed, baby. How good has the bench production been for BYU? And Frank Bartley with the play of the night, the dunk of the night, left-handed fast break, Dave McCall, uh, McCann and Blaine Fowler on the call last night. And uh, that's one of those moments that you're, you're glad you witnessed, whether it was on TV or in person, because uh, that was special. And so all of those Hardy fans that did venture through the snow uh, in Provo, Utah, to the Marriott Center were treated to uh, one of the top dunks of the year from Frank Bartley, who, by the way, is still a freshman. That was his only field goal, by the way, in the game. What but a way to get it. But you're getting it from a variety of people. It, it's not necessarily the same guy every night, which is ideal, because then you have that consistency. But at least someone can produce off the bench, and BYU's got, uh, they've had that so far this year. Everybody's involved. It's incredible. They're getting it from a ton of different players. Like Some, some different players stepping up in every game. Dave Rose uh, kind of went into that last night. You know that's a huge lift when you get 16 points off the bench, and you, we got 14 points off from from uh, Frank the other night off the bench. We've had you know 20 some or 18 some odd points from Ants off the bench, and so if we can just build that confidence with those guys and be able to get some points from our bench, it will really help us down the down the road. BYU basketball uh, coach Dave Rose, and he was referencing 16 points scored by Skyler Halford. So Frank Bartley goes off against Utah State. Anson Winder had 20 against Mount St. Mary's. And 22. 22. Skyler Halford dropped 16, 3 of 5 shooting from the three-point lines. Good to see him get back on track. So it, it's coming from the bench, but it's, it's a different player seemingly each game. Very few teams have the capability to go to their bench and get everybody involved. BYU's bench is not as long as they thought, I think, at this point of the year. You're really playing... Well, you look at guys that got double-digit minutes last night, eight. Eight. And at the beginning of the year, against Stanford, BYU played 10 due to fouls, but Josh Sharp is buried there. Uh, Luke Worthington is kind of buried. So it's basically your bench is Skyler Halford, Anson Winder, Frank Bartley right now, uh, who's getting significant minutes. And like you mentioned, Anson Winder, 22 points 
uh, in the place of Tyler Hawes against Mount St. Mary's. Frank Bartley, 11 points against Texas, 14 points against Utah State. He was the the key to that Utah State game. And, of course, Skyler Halford, who summoned a little bit of Sports Nation karma. Ah, interesting you bring that up. And I had to ask Skyler about that post game. So be honest with me. You join us on BYU Sports Nation on Monday. How much of the karma do you attribute to your performance tonight from being on our show? Hey, if it's the case, then let's get on every every week. You know, if that's what it is, then we'll do it. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Who's booked for Monday? <laughs> ben Bagley, producer. You heard you heard it from Skylar Halford, the BYU Sports Nation karma in effect. And that's not the first time it's happened. Well, we've seen perform- good performances from the BYU women's soccer team. We've had them on uh, women's basketball. You know, it, it's, it, this is a real thing. I'm we buying could, into we, it. We could have helped Taysom Hill a little bit going into Notre Dame, I think. I'm trying to think of anyone else. But, yeah, if, if you're a BYU athlete and you're listening to the show, which you are, <laughs> it's mandatory, right? Then uh, you're, you're welcome to come in studio, and then you have an incredible game the next game. That's just how it works. Great to see the BYU bench getting it done for the basketball team. The Cougars 7-2 and two through 9 games. And now here comes 21st-ranked Massachusetts on Saturday. Topic 3. Magic Mika. Eric Mika having an incredible freshman campaign. We had an opportunity to talk to him at length last night, right after the game, uh, after the battle. Uh, he did have his goggles off, but uh, we, we went all access with the big man and got some great stuff. In fact, Jerem, one of my favorite interviews that we've had all year. All right, Eric, before we dive into uh, North Texas, tell us about the goggles. Where did you buy them, and are they racquetball goggles? Um, well, contrary to popular belief, they aren't racquetball goggles anymore. Oh. I did, the original specs were... Um, I think twelve ninety nine at Sports Authority. <laughs> Me and my mom went and bought them because we weren't sure if Rob was going to get um, um, a pair soon enough, and I wasn't sure about his style. No offense to Rob. He really was offended last time I said that. Um, but I just didn't know what he thought was cool, so I went and found some. Um, got two pairs just in case one broke, and, and then Rob, to show me, went out and bought a pair of Oakley's and ordered them. I, I don't know if they're specific to any sport or anything. Um, and those are the ones you use? Those are the ones I use. They're, they're actually a lot nicer. There's a big difference between $12 goggles and $150 goggles because it's not pinching my head. So, Have you embraced the goggles? Like, Are you, are you just going to wear them from now on? Like, Is it part of Eric Mika? I don't, I don't know because um, my eyes 100% healed. But it's just scary. Like I feel like I came home from a war and I'm having traumatic stress or something <laughs> because like I, I yesterday in practice I even they were so annoying because there was sweat that kept dropping on them. So I took them off and I was like, you know, I don't need these. I'm sick of them. And the next play, Andrew Johnson hit me in the face, like punched me in the face. So I was like, man, I need the goggles. And so I put him back on, and I promised on my life, you can ask Chase Fisher, I have a scratch on my forehead somewhere. Because the next play I put him on, he scratched me in the face. And, like, it bounced off my goggles. And I was like, they're a part of me. So I don't, they, they'll be there for at least a while. They have their own Twitter account now. Yeah, so. they do. At Mika's Goggles. I saw that. It, are they are those uh, accurate? <laughs> no, are the, are those accurate to what the goggles are thinking? Those tweets. Have you seen some of them? Um, I saw the first one. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> um, since then, I, I haven't I haven't seen them as much. Um, but I think I think they have a pretty good idea of what the goggles are thinking out there. You had one rebound against Wichita State, but the last two games, you've re- uh, nine boards against U- Utah State. And then I believe 11 tonight, so 20 in the last two games. What changed the last two games boarding the ball? Um, I don't know. I guess I just realized I'm 6'10 and can, can jump, so I need to go get balls. And I think Wichita State and, and other games where I haven't had a lot of rebounds, um, I get my hands on a lot, but then I don't, I don't grab them. And so that's one thing I've been trying to focus on. Pope told me to focus on is going and getting them with two hands and then, and then ripping them away from people. So... How do you enjoy the pace of, of these games? Like against North Texas, it was up and down the entire game. How do you guys as a team like, like that? Um, I mean, I like it a lot because it means three dunks for me. So Because um, if, I, if I run the floor like I've been taught and what we practice, then 
it means layups and opening up the floor for, for shooters um, on fast breaks. And, and honestly, that's, that's kind of like the only way I know how to play now. Um, so, so I love it, and the guys love it. What's your preferred dunk? Because we've seen the alley-oop, we've seen the two-hand dunk, pull-up, sort of Dikembe Mutombo style. We've seen a couple styles. What's the preferred? Um, I don't know. I think probably the, probably the alley-oop just because it gets the fans so pumped. I mean, normally they aren't as cool as the other ones because um, I kind of just grab them and try and put them in quickly. But I'd say that just because of how loud it gets after. Um, What's been your favorite alley-oop dunk so far this year? You've had three or four, right? I think Iowa State. That was a good one. It got the crowd going crazy. Um, and it was right. I think it was in the first half, and so it got us going. But, yeah, that was a good one. You've got UMass next. They're ranked 21st. Uh, they won again. They're 7-0. and You've come up just short against the two other ranked opponents you've played. What do you need to learn from those games that are going to help you against UMass in Springfield on set? Um, I think just kind of... One one thing is when we get up, which we did against both teams, is just not to to take it easy because we think because the game's going one way that it's going to keep going that way, that the calls are going to keep going our way, the shots are going to fall. So I think just if we get you know a, a, even a little lead, we need to just just freaking bury them. Um, and then another thing is just keep them off the boards from the start, but then also finish it through the game. I think both games. We started, um, that was our emphasis, was transition and, and rebounding, and we did that, and that's why we got the lead, but then we kind of backed off. And that was, that's what I noticed, too, was you got a 12-point lead against Iowa State first half. You got a 13-point lead against uh, Wichita State. I guess, what, what do you do the rest of the game to keep that, like you mentioned? Um, I think we just need to get our guys together and just say we're not, we're not going to give this up. We need to just keep keep pressing on the gas pedal and, and just bury him because if we if we push that 13 point lead to a 20 point lead then most teams will will kind of shut it down and, and almost lose hope instead of the other way if they put it to a six point lead then then they have the momentum so we just need to keep the momentum in our favor didn't you make this trip last year with lone peak to massachusetts and play in the tournament yeah we what was that experience like? it was cool um i think that was our only game on espn it was like the Hoop Hall Classic, which is like almost the same same name because it's the um, the Hall of Fame tournament. So it'll be cool. I think we're playing in the same stadium I played in last year, which is like a little bit smaller, but it's loud and it's fun. So I'm excited. Did you guys go to the Basketball Hall of Fame last year? Yeah. I know you guys are this year, right? Yeah. You'll give the tour this year? Uh, yeah, because I went last year and the year before that. So pretty much I know everything. Just kidding. I kind of just like <laughs> I like look at the pictures on the top thing, and I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at everything this year. Uh, end up just like shooting half court shots on the court the, the entire time till we left. I think last year we were there for like three hours, and like by the end, all the other teams are looking around, like still looking at stuff. And Lone Peak was sitting in the subway that was that was like attached to it. Just like can we go home? Like <laughs> we're sick of this. So. Well, you're going to get some more of that, and we wish you and your goggles safe travels to Massachusetts. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> like I said, one of my favorite interviews. And Eric, t- to his credit, for uh, the the star quality that he brings that and that he picked up in high school and now has as a freshman at BYU, he's, he's just a guy. He's just a guy having a good time playing basketball, and uh, he wants to win. And he has a great personality. Hard to find that in basketball standards, especially when you're just 18 years old. Yeah, he's great. He's a great interview. There's no, um, I, I wouldn't say there's no filter. Like, he's not Chad Ochocinco. Like, he's not weird, not no filter that way, but he's real. You know, he'll just talk to you. There's no, uh, you know, we're going to take it one game at a time, 110% deal. We did ask him, ask him after the interview, mission, you know, mission, plans, timing, what's that? His hope is to leave as soon as the season ends, as soon as that can, or, after the uh, semester is over so that he can have the maximum time to get back, like Kyle Collinsworth and Tyler Haas did, where they had a good six months. That's the plan. Many so he a- would get his call during the season. Many of you across BYU Sports Nation may be thinking, you know, Eric Mika is such a great player. He, we, we want him to go on a mission, but then in the back of your mind, you're kind of like, boy, what, what if he didn't look? He, he, he has made it clear. He wants to go. And quite frankly... I think it uh, might be good on those knees. I mean, he mentioned that he said these knees want a two-year rest. 
They're hurting. <laughs> Give him a break. Let him go out and do something and become older and get more mature so that he can have that dominating presence over uh, the less <laughs> mature teams across America. Just don't pull a Sean Bradley on us. Yeah, don't go on your mission, then get drafted and never come in. Who was last night's MVP against North Texas? Was it Eric Mika or how about Tyler Haas, who just passed his dad, Marty Haas, on the career points list at BYU? Speaking of, we'll talk to Marty next on how he feels about his son one-upping him last night. You're listening to BYU Sports Nation. Marty! We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. My grandpa had a big box of old tapes. Like, he would record all these games. So that's the only time I ever would watch my dad is at my grandpa's house. You know, my dad's not the guy to be like, come watch me, you know. Um, But I'd watch him at my grandpa's house and heard lots of stories and knew he was a great player. And I wouldn't be the player I am without, without him. Tyler Hawes reminiscing about his dad, Marty, last night after passing him on the career points list at BYU. Tyler now number 20 overall, as Jerem Jordan explained earlier, has a legitimate shot to become the all-time scorer at BYU. Just keep it going. Jerem just tweeted out one of Marty's more memorable highlights of BYU, by the way. A dunk party in the Marriott Center against Weber State. Worth a look. And Marty may have the better boosties in his feet. I'm not kidding. You, you take a look at that highlight. We welcome you back to BYU Sports Nation, of course, on BYU Radio. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. You can follow us on Twitter at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Join the show, uh, show's growing Twitter following at BYU Sports Nation. Who was last night's MVP, by the way, against North Texas? You have plenty of options uh, really, it's it's the whole roster. We were joking in our uh, planning meeting this morning that we could just throw up every player on the roster as an option. Luke Worthington. Hey, hey, he had a sweet three-point play he, with his offhand. Well, well, it wasn't a three-point play. It was a two-point play because wow. he missed the free throw. But it was a great right jump hook. You're right. Yeah, th- that was a great overall game. One of the best overall games we always played this year. Stanford's probably better, uh, but in terms of just overall games, that's good. Tyler Haas, certainly one of the candidates for MVP last night, and a huge night for him. 23 points on 9 for 12 shooting against North Texas. We welcome into the show his father, Marty Haas, former BYU basketball great. Okay, Marty, Tyler passes you last night moving into the top 20 on the BYU scoring list. When he did this, did it give him the ultimate bragging rights in the family? Well, I think he probably thought he had those before last night. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. Last night was probably the final nail in the coffin. I don't know that we'll have to bring this up anymore. But, uh, you know, really, really happy for Ty. Uh, he's deserving of it. And uh, just keep going. That's all good. So Now, explain something. Last night, you went to TJ's Lone Peak High School basketball game against Conwood, a night victory. How come you weren't in attendance to see Tyler pass you? Tyler joked about it in the postgame. Oh, now I get it. Yeah, yeah. No, he joked about it with me, too. But, uh, no, it's it, it, it's a coincidence, a strange coincidence, because uh, I, I don't miss uh, I don't miss very many games. And, you know, when the, the schedules come out, you kind of look at them and, and uh, see what direct conflicts there are. And it just happened that uh, they played at the same time last night, and I, I told TJ that I've already seen six or eight of ties this year, and so I was going to the Lone Peak game. And, and to my defense, uh, that was decided a while ago. So it just <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Clear it. You got to clear the record. Okay. Now Tyler, to his credit, is a really soft-spoken star. It's it's kind of an unusual humility for the caliber of player he is. But does he let out the trash talk at the dinner table? Where does that Where does it come out? No, he has no problem letting it out at the at the dinner table uh, <laughs> or anywhere or anywhere else uh, for that matter around the family. But no, it's. It is in his nature uh, that uh, he just goes about his business, and it's part of what makes him special and part of what makes him really good, you know, and uh, is not too high and not too low and just has this ability to just uh, be even keel and for better or worse or if if it's uh, coming off a great game or a 
a tough uh, night. Uh, he's he's really special that way uh, to be able to bounce back and and just keep going, and it's part of what makes him really good. Former Cougar Marty Haas, father of Tyler and future Cougar TJ Haas, joins BYU Sports Nation. Uh, Tyler's recovery post-mission was well-documented. My question for you now is, what's the next step in his evolution as a player? Well, the the thing that I always tell my boys is uh, it doesn't matter who you are, there's stuff, right? And uh, you have to you have to be coachable so that you can hear what that stuff is and be willing to to work on it. And you know, Tyler's no different. He's got plenty of things that uh, will help him. But I think you know, for for Tyler, it's continuing to. Uh, you know, get stronger and continue to uh, have his game develop in a way that uh, expands because he's seeing so many different defenses and he, he almost has to get into every game and kind of figure out, okay, this is how they're guarding me and, you know, how could, what can I do, uh, you know, that's going to help myself but ultimately help my team get a win uh, that particular night. And so... Uh, you know, you have to continue to expand your game. If you don't, uh, teams are just too good at taking away what you do well. And so uh, I think that's another part of his game that is special, but it's got to continue to evolve. Does that mean more points per game uh, this year and or next year? I mean, 21.7 was seventh in the country last year. Does he maintain or do you expect that to get even better? Now you know it's hard to say. We we never we never really talk about points. Uh, we what we talk about is being able to score in different ways. And you know, I, without getting into and I guess just for the sake of uh, making it not too boring of radio or an interview, you know. We, we just talk about, look, there's different ways you can score, whether it's, uh, you know, get to the free throw line or in transition or mid-range or three-pointers. Uh, you know, those are all different ways. And if, if, you, can, if you can score in those different ways, uh, there will be more points there than you can imagine. And they can't take away everything. And, and so you just continue to, to kind of, uh, you know, develop creative and different and effective ways to to score and you know and then you know you don't worry about the points the points will be there the coaches are doing a great job of putting him in scoring positions and you just got to take advantage of them former BYU basketball player Marty Haas and father of Tyler Haas joining BYU Sports Nation last night Tyler goes for 23 points on 9 of 12 shooting passes his dad for 20th all-time on the points list for BYU basketball now from conversations that I've had with coach Rose Tyler has become a master of fine-tuning the details as his father what have you seen him do specifically that sets him apart from other basketball players well, you know, it's it's well documented that uh that he's a worker and part of part of that I, a large part of that is on the court uh where he he spends a lot of time and I, I think it's no different uh in than in anything that any of us do. You know, there's there's lots of competition. If you wanna be good you're gonna uh excuse me, you're gonna spend time at it and uh, but I, I think that also carries off uh, to off the court. The good players spend time and, and figure out, you know, okay, this is this is what I'm uh, doing well, but this is uh, what I'm not doing well. And I I think you know the relationship that Tyler has between Dave and the rest of the staff, Coach Pope, uh, Terry, Tim, you know is is one of transparency to where they can talk to each other you know the the thing that good players don't like to hear sometimes is that constructive criticism where it's like look uh we got some things here let's let's go to work and Ty's really good at at being coachable on those things and I think it's one of the things that that makes it a high ceiling for him is you know I'm not I'm not leaning on these few things that I do well. I'm, you know, help me to get better. And 
Dave's really good at it. Uh, Mark's really good at it, and you know, and and Tyler gets a lot of the credit to to say uh, help me improve, and and I, I I think that's probably one of the things that Dave's uh, thinking about when uh, when he says something like that. Marty Haas joins BYU Sports Nation. Marty, enough about Tyler. Let's talk about you. If you played on this team with this pace, how many <laughs> points per game would you average? Oh yeah, no, that's uh, that's a that's a really good question. Um, you know, I I think uh, I think it's one of those things where you know if I was playing in this system. No, I think I, I I think I'd be okay in this system. Uh, you you get up and down, and you know, it's uh, you watch these guys. They they all think they can make a basket, and that's a that's a really good thing, you know. And and so I I guess I I wouldn't be any different. I I joke with Tyler and TJ, uh, and not that I could do this. Hopefully. Uh, they, but uh, I, I say, hey, don't make me come down and do it for you tonight. And <laughs> it kind of bug, bugs them that I say that because they know that I couldn't do it. But uh, I do say that to them every once in a while. So I saw one of the local beat writers uh, say that you are a better jumper than both of them. So you got that going well, I've, for them. I've seen the dunk. Was it against Weber State where you just threw it down hard and celebrated? I, I think KSL yeah. uploaded that to YouTube. Yeah, that uh, has resurfaced, hasn't it? Uh, <laughs> Thank goodness for YouTube, right? <laughs> it, that one, uh, and and so I, I don't think uh, Tyler or TJ had ever seen that. So I got a text from uh, both of them one day, and it's it's kind of funny to see their reaction. Uh, it's and so no, because they don't see that side of me, you know. It's not something that uh, yeah, that reaction. It kind of surprises me now a little bit when I when I see that. I don't know if I was just really excited because I actually dunked the basketball <laughs> or what it was, but uh, now it, it it's been a lot of fun. That is a great piece of work that you have for posterity's sake. Uh, Marty Haas joining BYU Sports Nation, former BYU basketballer and father of Tyler and soon-to-be Cougar basketballer TJ. Let's bring TJ into the mix very quickly. He just officially signed to play for BYU. What kind of playing style does he bring to the Cougar basketball family? Well, I tell you, uh, I watch TJ sometimes and... uh you know, hey, I'm his dad. I'm I, obviously I'm biased, but he has a chance to be a really special player. He does so many things. He, he scores in all those different ways that we talked about, and he has a really uh, special ability to see play a play ahead. And uh, I know his teammates really enjoy playing with him. He and Eric have a special connection. Uh, he and Nick have played together forever. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, he has this range that just, you know, continues, uh, to, uh, evolve and, and go out further and further. And, you know, and, and then TJ's really light on his feet. So uh, you put the ball in his hands and he has this good size at 6'4 and, and can just move and get where he wants to on the court. And, and that you know, it's not to say that he doesn't have his own things, uh, but he just has a special ability to play basketball. He has a gift uh, to play, and you know, hopefully that will continue to evolve, and that he'll work on it and and be ready to go when he puts on that Cougar uniform. Well, Marty, we're excited for uh, TJ getting here in a couple of years after a mission, and of course Tyler's uh, junior season and senior season next year. So we appreciate the time, Marty. Thanks. Hey, great to be with you guys. Uh, always good talking with you. Talk to you soon. The last time North Texas played in Provo, one Marty Haas start for the Cougars, a game part of the old Cougar Classic. The BYU Sports Nation account just tweeted out Marty's high-flying dunk. Right around that time, it was against Weber State, and in response we received this tweet from at Casey Jackman. He says, Haas father-slash-son dunk comparisons aren't fair. It was way easier to jump in those tiny shorts. Hashtag less fabric. Nice. <laughs> I was thinking about this last night, because whenever I hear the word Marty, I just think of Back to the Future, and I've been saying it all show. Marty! 1.21 gigawatts! <laughs> 
Marty Ha maybe this is a Studio C skit. Marty Haas jumps in a DeLorean, goes back in time and adds points to his career total so it takes Tyler longer to pass him. Nicely Thoughts? done. No? Nice comparison. I love Back to the Future. Whoa, whoa, Doc, this is heavy, man. This is heavy. <laughs> you know that new sound you've been looking for? Listen to this. <laughs> I love that. I love that movie. <laughs> Up next, we go behind the scenes of BYU Athletics with BYU Athletics Marketing and Promotions, one of their head honchos, David Almodova, in studio. This is BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is BYU Sports Nation on the BYU Radio Sports Network. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Studio 2. Beautiful BYU broadcast facilities on a cold December 4th. But Jerem, you're not afraid of those cold temperatures, are you? I ain't scared. You know what else ain't scared? This is a terrible transition. The newly launched (laughs) BYURadio.org. Oh my gosh, that was terrible. Wow. You can listen to the live stream audio on demand or read blogs on from the various BYU radio shows. Believe it. Visit BYURadio.org. I want to go back and <laughs> listen to so that bad. one more time. You know, <laughs> I ain't scared. You know what else? Science. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. That's one of your Derailed. more. It's one of your brighter moments in radio. I, l- I love you though. There haven't been that many bright ones so I think it just <laughs> goes into the mix. Oh stop it. Who was last night's MVP against North Texas? Let's uh, ask our next guest in studio, David Almodova of BYU Athletics Marketing Promotions. You watched the game up close. David, who was your MVP from the Cougar basketball squad? If you have to select one guy, I think um, I'm going to go with Eric Mika. Uh, he, he's a battler. I love watching him play. He's getting better and better every game, um, and he's fun to watch, and he's, he's exciting. His footwork is incredible for an 18-year-old freshman. It's just crazy. I've never seen anything like it. That young and being that developed, is it's he's going to be a special player for a long time at BYU. We knew he was going to be good, but he I think he's better than we thought at this point of the year. What do you think, David? I, I agree. He's Every game as you're watching him, he's he, when he gets the ball on the block, he's patient. And he's waiting to see what the defense is doing. And then he's either attacking the rim or he's kicking it out. And so, yeah, it's been awesome to watch. I'm just going to give you an idea, David. Uh, you can do what you want with it. Uh, but uh, Magic Mika is uh, one of our nicknames for, for Eric No, no, Mika. no, that's, that's not going to work. That's not going to work here. It will not I'm work I'm just here. putting it out there. I'm just throwing it out Listen, there. Listen, I'm sitting between you and David. I just caught that, and I put it in the trash. That's what I did. <laughs> David, uh, we know you and what you do here, but explain to people what your role is at BYU. Uh, so I'm the Assistant Athletic Director over Marketing, and uh, my responsibilities are to market and promote our BYU athletic uh teams. And so um, I have a staff that I work with and we all oversee certain sports. And so our role is basically to get as many people as we can to our athletic events. And once they get there, uh, try to make sure that they have a good time. So people see what you do. That includes the formation of the rock student section, the men's basketball videos, the, any, any, the fireworks at games, the color coordination, any and all of that stuff. That's correct. So uh, ticket promotions, ticket plans, um, in-game productions at our events, uh, help with the design of all the advertising of what we put out. So That's a lot of stuff. You can't see him right now in studio, but there is not a better dressed man when it comes to BYU swag than David Almodova. Like every game, I'm like, I want that shirt. I want those pants. You need to stop asking him for the shirt off his back. That's getting awkward with David. <laughs> oh, I'm not kidding. It's so much cool stuff. David, BYU has such a unique fan base. Um, wherever you travel, you have a great following. So for those fans that aren't in Utah and can't get to the Marriott Center and to Lavelle Edwards Stadium on a regular basis, how do they get involved with BYU Athletics on a regular basis? I think one of the first things that they can do now with the way technology is today is through social media. Um, we hired a social media coordinator this past summer, and he's come on board and has done really good work for us. So I think that's one way to start is we have a Facebook page, is we have Instagram accounts, we have Twitter. So that's one way to get connected. And then just obviously through BYU TV and through BYU Radio to listen to your show every day, uh, to watch the games yes, that are live on. I love what you just said. <laughs> watch the games that are live on BYU TV. Uh, that's another way. And so, you know, then we have our, our great uh, uh, partnership with, with radio and the IMG network. And so 
through many different ways, there's a lot of ways to get connected with, with athletics. So when BYU basketball and football travel, uh, the hope is that the uh, BYU fans in the area go to the games, and BYU always has great reception. The biggest uh, game of those coming up, I guess, in f- uh, with football is, of course, the Fight Hunger Bowl. How can BYU fans get involved in that game? Uh, the first thing they can do is go to BYUtickets.com and get their tickets for the bowl game. Uh, there are great prices for this bowl. It's in a great venue. Our director of operations and senior associate AD were just down there for the last two days doing a site visit. And they said that that uh, facility is amazing. And it'll be a great venue to watch the football game. And so go to BYUtickets.com, buy your tickets. Uh, it's going to be a great game. We'll find out Sunday night who we're playing. Uh, we know it's a Pac-12 team. Uh, the talk right now is potentially Washington, but there could be some things that happen this weekend with championship games and different conferences that maybe USC slides into that position. Nice. And that's, so we'll wait and see what happens Sunday night. That's what I'm talking about. And uh, we mentioned that earlier in the week. We're going to discuss the, the potential bowl game scenarios and how the Mountain West Conference Championship will factor into maybe BYU and USC still facing off in the fight Hunger Bowl, which would be a an incredible matchup. Sarkeesian's uh, involved either way, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we want. The former BYU quarterback involved. Okay, David, I just want to know this. How many hours a week do you work when you have volleyball, soccer, basketball, and football all overlapping? 60-plus. Uh, <laughs> so we're here quite a bit. Uh, we're in the office, or we're out and about, or at our venues getting it ready for the games. So we are here uh, for, for a lot of hours. Do you have hours. like a cot or a bed that you can like sleep on? You know, I need to work on that. Don't have one yet. <laughs> we'll, ask, we'll ask Tom Homo about that and see if he can't hook you up with something. That'd be sweet. That'd be sweet. Let's dig into your past a little bit. I know before BYU, you were at Duke. And That's so right. you were involved in Krzyzewskiville and the Cameron Crazies and all that. Take, take us uh, to Durham a little bit. Uh, Duke University was an amazing, um, amazing place to work. Uh, it's where I started my, if you want to say, career uh, after college. And um, it was it was an amazing place. Um, the Cameron Indoor Stadium was one of the great historic venues in the country. Uh, the Cameron Crazies are, I would say, probably the best student section in the country when it comes to organization and what they do. They camp out for two and a half months. For, if the Carolina game is in March, they start camping right after Christmas. Wow! And they are out there for literally two and a half to three months. And what so, in the world? Yep, they go to class and then they go to their tents and. <laughs> That game is the biggest game on the schedule every year. No matter what the schedule or what the records are like, that is the best game to be in Cameron for. Tell us something about Coach K that we don't know. Uh, coach K is a fiery coach, but he um, he loves his players. He makes that basketball program. It's like his family and his wife and his daughters and everybody's around that program. And they literally treat each of their players like it's, like it's one of his sons. And he truly loves them. I love Duke. <laughs> do, do you, Jeremy? I love Duke. Or, or, or is that no, your Mike, is that your Mike Krzyzewski? It's Coach K. David Almodova of BYU Athletics Marketing Promotions joining BYU Sports Nation here with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. David, I want you to compare The Rock on its craziest, wildest night to, let's say, the uh, the Cameron Crazies. How does The Rock stack up in terms of volume and, and organization? I, I know they have some work to do, but it's it's getting there, isn't it? You know what? The Rock is, is coming strong, and we have a lot of Rock members. The, the one thing that's different is in Cameron, uh, with the grad students and the undergrads, they'll cram in roughly 3,000 students. Uh, here in the Merritt Center or at football, we get a lot bigger attendance for our big games. Uh, we've had close to 5,000 students for some games. And so when you talk about volume, it is bigger. And they are loud. And they are getting better. And I think the only – you know, the rock is – for those of you who are at the Iowa State game, we didn't win that game. But, man, that place was rocking. And it was loud. And for those that went up to the ESA game against Utah State, what a great environment that was. Look, the the oversized heads, they're distributed when the opposing team is shooting on that basket behind uh, where, where the rock is so that they can distract the players. I want to know when Jerem Jordan's blown-up head is going to show up in the rock. I have been wondering this for a while. You know, Jerem's been asked, I think since the first game, <laughs> I get a text every now and again from Jerem saying, when's my head going to pop not. up there? And so, you know, we got Rebel up there. 
And, uh, you know, we're working on Jerem. Jerem's head is a little special one that we're working on. Listen, so. it doesn't have to be my face, but that'd be nice. It yeah. could be the BYU Sports Nation logo. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows, you know? No, I want to see your mug out there, like right behind the backboard, someone flashing I it. I can... Trying I, to make a player miss a free and throw. And I think while Jeremy is screaming, we want that look. Yes. Right? Yeah. I I, uh, yes. I grew a mustache during the summer, or what looked like a mustache. That might be good. Even a good look. better. Even better. Can you get a picture? I, I am. I am. Will you, yes. Jerem Jordan, send a picture of yes, your mustached self yes. to David yes. Almadova? Yes. Okay. I will read Third Nephi Eleven. What? <laughs> David. David. Uh, the football season. This was the first year of the student section being in one area. Right. How did that go? I think from the fir- for the first year, it went great. It was general admission seating. Students got there early. They were in line. Uh, they got into the stadium early. Because in, you know, in the past, our team would be out there warming up and it would kind of be empty. And so for this year to have you know, students in the, in the venue while our guys were warming up, you know, I know Coach Mendenhall, you know, he applauded them quite a bit after the games. And he would talk about it, you know, just saying that, that student section is awesome. I love that they're there. And so, again, the Rock has only way to go but up. And I think we're getting there. And so, yeah, it was great. Coach Mendenhall told me on a couple of occasions as well on the sideline right after the game during our interviews that he thought the student section was quote-unquote awesome and how it should be in college football. So really impressed with that. What's next for uh, either football or basketball? What's, what's the next step? With the Rock? Or anything awesome? Um, <laughs> I, I can't divulge that right now. There's oh, some things we're working right, on right, behind okay. the scenes uh, for the next year. So it takes kind of a, a campus... Uh, coordination to have, make some things work on game day, but we're working on some things. So the Cougar we'll Walk was great. The ro- I, uh, there was progress. There was great progress this year. I loved it. We Good talked job. about the Fight Hunger Bowl and obviously the opponent and, and the game in and of itself is a great thing, but there are events that go on around that game. How do how do BYU how does BYU Sports Nation get involved with the game before the actual game right. takes place? So the day of the game, there will be a Cougar Town tailgate. Uh, that'll be taking place from 3 to 6 o'clock. It'll be right there in parking lot D, just right outside the stadium. AT&T Park, San That's Francisco. Right. That's right. So fans uh, would like to, they can get on the alumni.byu.edu website and look up the Fight Hunger Bowl, and there's a list of all the activities that are going on. Um, you know, There'll be food, there'll be a lot of different things happening, there'll be giveaways and freebies. And so uh, if fans are, are going to the game, if you bought your tickets, go onto that website and show up to the Cougar Town event before the game. If we didn't, uh, you know, pub David enough as to who he is and what he does, uh, he's third all time in the state of Utah and made three pointers in a season yep. at Cedar City. Ninety two, ninety three. David Almodova drops ninety two three pointers. I don't know if I shot ninety two three pointers in my entire high school career. <laughs> that is awesome. Do you still have it? Um, three point shot. Once in a while, I don't. I don't play as often as I'd like to. Because you're busy making the rock awesome, and I was just told I was put on an in a Merle team. And so, <laughs> wait, we'll is see. it the same? Was it? Is uh, it with I think Weston it, I think and those it's guys? The team with Jerem Jordan on it. Oh, we, we're going to be on the same team. Oh snap! So January 2014. <laughs> it's going to yeah, be good. We're bringing it. Will Spencer be covering those? I I'll, think he's going to play. I'll be calling the game as I'm playing with you That's on what that team. I'm talking yeah. about. Double, double is the name of the team BYU Sports Nation. I'm just throwing it out. there. I think you guys have jerseys. Oh, that's what happens. All right. That's what happens when you get David Almodova in, involved. <laughs> the man with the BYU swag. David, thanks for the time. Great to have you. Thanks, guys. Been great. Coming up, the Cougar Whip Around gets you updated on everything else going on in BYU Athletics. Plus today's Rise and Shout. And more of your tweets. Who was last night's MVP against North Texas? This is BYU Sports Nation. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Nate Austin, and you are tuned in to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Nate Austin had a double-double last night in BYU's win over North Texas. We welcome you back to BYU Sports Nation live and in charge on BYU Radio. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out. Let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in the association. Brandon Davies had two rebounds, two assists, and two steals in ten minutes of play. He took a three but missed it as well in the one-point win over the Magic last night for the 76ers. Davies and the 76ers play at Charlotte Friday. Jimmer Fredette did not play last night for the Kings, which has been the case for most of the season. The Lakers play at the Kings on Friday night. I love Grant Napier of the Sacramento Kings. Jimmer! Yeah! Women's basketball. 
BYU beat Nevada 69-61 last night in Reno. You know what that means, Jerem? You know what it is. They're undefeated 7-0. Lexi Eaton scored 26 points in the win. The Cougars play at Creighton Saturday live. BYU Radio, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Cross Country. Jared Ward was named WCC Runner of the Month, and fellow runner Tyler Thatcher and Jared Ward were named All-Americans for their performance at Nationals two weeks ago. Congratulations. That is a congratulations. Hey, tomorrow, or coming up, I should say, we have Harvey Unga joining us to discuss the BYU running back legacy, where Jamal Williams fits into that discussion. Also, Gary Cavalli, the executive director of the Fight Hunger Bowl, will join us on Friday and talk about some potential opponents for the BYU Cougars in San Francisco on December 27th. Yeah, it looks like Washington, but we'll ask the guy. We'll ask the executive director on Friday. He's the dude that's having the conversations. I think that Taysom Hill trusts him. I'm not sure, though. I trust that dude. Yep. Yes, he it's does. It's official. Casey today, trusts him. Today's Rise and Shout goes to... I'm going off the board a little bit. The BYU Animation Department and Media Arts. The new Killers music video with uh, Owen Wilson, Christmas in L.A. The BYU Animation and Media Arts Department did that in three weeks. They you, were a part of that. Nice work. Jerem calling an audible going outside of sports. I know. There are other things besides sports. There's not many, but there are. <laughs> yes. Pop, let's, see, let's be honest. Pop culture and sports kind of uh, intertwined well, forever. Well, here's the story on that. So the killer's lead singer, Brandon Flowers, is a member of the LDS Church. He knew Jared Hess, the director of Napoleon Dynamite, said, hey, can you hook me up with some animation, something for our music video? And he said, hey, BYU, try it out. I came from there. They do good work. So uh, then BYU produced that. If you haven't seen it, it's good. It's I very, listened to the song like five times very this morning. Good. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Very, very Christmas well done. Christmas in L.A. by the You killers. know what I thought of when you said Napoleon Dynamite? Heck yes. That and I baked you a delicious salmon. <laughs> Pauline, give, give me some of your tots. Yes! <laughs> yes! Come on, give me some of your tots. Final poll results, by the way. Oh. Who was last night's MVP against North Texas? Tyler Hawes, winner, winner. Big you, thanks. Top 20 score. You can't argue that. You can't. Big thanks to our guests today. Eric Mika, Marty Hawes, and David Almodova, and everyone on our crew. Producer Ben Bagley. Senior coordinating producer Michael Miner. Station manager John Chaline. Production assistants Alan Miller and Spencer King, and engineer Aaron Evans. Give me one more Marty Jerem. Marty! Check out our new BYU Sports Nation Facebook page for show links and much, much more. You can listen to episodes of our show on demand at BYURadio.org. For Jerem, I'm Spencer, and you have just listened to BYU Sports Nation. Class dismissed.